This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Dior Scott. Dior, how's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. Uh, I know we got a crazy time difference, six hours here in <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah, I know you just woke up, but we got to get this rolling here. um so how's everything been just you know uh covid wise and just uh living in hawaii i mean everything's just been a dramatic difference for me uh just going from our car to living in a bed it's like going to sleep on the bed to having just people just hit me up um just talking to me about their stories really really appreciate them supporting me uh Really thanking me for being that vulnerable and telling the world about my story and COVID stuff is just mm-hmm. it's a crazy pandemic right now. Uh, COVID has messed up a lot of things for a lot of different people, not just me included. Just it's it's a pandemic that needs to be taken seriously, and hopefully we can find a cure or something so the COVID stuff can go away because this is something we this is something with as America we never as a world we never seen before. So this is really gonna be in the history books one day. Our kids gonna be reading this, our grandkids gonna be reading this. So it's just crazy to me. But other than that, Hawaii has been good. It's just waking up, it's cool breeze, beautiful view, beaches is I, I really can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. And like you just said about the history books, like it's funny. Cause when I, when all this first came about, like I looked up if anything was similar to this, like the only thing I found, I'm sure you heard about like the Spanish flu now and it happened in like 1918. It was basically like a hundred years ago. So it's kind of crazy. Like it's almost like history repeats itself. It's crazy. And I, and I think, uh, yeah, I just saw that um, your football season got postponed, correct? Right. So how how are you feeling about that? And then what do you think the potential is to play in the spring? I mean, how I feel about that is it hurt a lot, but then mm-hmm. it just gave me more time to better my craft and just be a better football player. So I really can't – I'm not going to go down on it, just have a positive attitude like I always have. Um, I think we're doing everything to do, preparing for it. If we didn't have a spring football schedule, just know we could be off the gates rolling, not, not be rusty in spring. Yeah, um, what it, what is that going to look like preparation-wise and just, like, training-wise? Like, is it going to be any different, you think, or or you think you're just going to be training and it's going to feel like normal? Uh, So, right now, we're just working out, just running and lifting and stuff like that. And then I think later on, we might put helmets and pads if the governor approves it, just so we can get used to the pads and stuff like that. I don't know if we're going to be wearing a face shield or not, anything like that. So, I'm still – I'm still in the blow of what's going to happen. Yeah. What about – did you start class yet? Yes, I started class, but Monday? Yeah, Monday. How, how's that going? Oh, my God, man. It's, it's different because I don't do online classes or Zoom classes. So, it's me being on the computer all day. Just yeah. – I, I hate it. I'd rather be in person, but yeah. it is what it is. I have to just keep doing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, now going into, uh, right before the interview, I asked, I usually ask people how to pronounce their names, but I don't know them, but I know, uh, you've been going by Dior Scott. So, and I know they, uh, said Dior, uh, Walker Scott on the show. So I wanted to know a little bit more about that. So my government name is Dior Walker, but I'm getting a chance with Dior Scott, which is my mom's maiden name. 
And reason why, just because I knew, like, 16, 17, I just wanted to change my name because I know it's bad history with that name. And that's the name of my father because my whole name is my father's middle name. So I don't want to carry his name no more. So just, I told him he's, I told him he's lucky that I got Dior Jermaine because I love that name. But I said, yeah, Walker got to go. So really, Dior Scott, is a new human being. Um, I feel like Dior Walker's dead, long gone. So Dior Scott's gonna create his own legacy, and I want everybody in the world to acknowledge me as Dior Scott. I got you. That's deep and dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, what about going into Last Chance You? What, what was the, what was your overall experience like with it? And what was actually what was your first reaction when you guys got picked for the show? Man, it just my first reaction was just. Man, we're going to be on the show. Like, so I've been watching Last Chance You for like since it came out, since like Ronald Ali, DJ Law, like Isaiah Wright. I've been a huge fan of them ever since. So, and I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, like, man, this, this is crazy. So, once we found out that we was going to be on it, because we heard rumors about it, but we brushed them away. So, once we found out about it, we was like, oh, man. So, we know it's going to be a lot of pressure on us. You know, we got to have a good season because if we don't have a decent season, everybody's going to talk about us. We know we got to um, create a good brand because if we don't have a good brand, everybody's going to be like, oh, he's a good football player, but he has this issue. He has that issue. So it was really just for us. We all talked about creating a good brand for yourself because this show will follow you for a lifetime. So... Mm-hmm. I think when the cameras first came out, we was all nervous. Like we was all shy, didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say. Cause we weren't trying to do too much because we were trying to act our character, but we were trying to show up a little bit. And then uh, as the season rolled on, it was just natural. Like they were just family to us. So everything was just natural. It didn't feel weird or anything like that. Yeah, so going back uh, to my first question, what, what was your overall experience like working with The Last Chance You? Uh, producers and all that it was great um I'm I was scared to really tell my story because I felt too embarrassed to even talk about it as then so me letting myself out like that that was the first time I ever let myself out like that because I don't like talking about my feelings to nobody because I don't want to feel that pain of being hurt and being let down so for me to really come out to the world like that for the first time was new to me and I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely took a lot of courage. Um, have you ever have you ever heard of Ben Baller? Ben Baller, no. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you ever heard like in any of the songs like Ben Baller did the chain? No. Uh, so, anyways, whatever. He's he's really he's really famous. He he has a podcast too, and he was talking about uh, you and RJ. So uh, I'll I'll have to send it to you so you could check it out. Because he, he was feeling he was feeling you guys because he was like he had the same like a weird relationship with his dad too so he was like he was just like feeling some type of way about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was deep though. You gotta check it out. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then, if to to do it all over again, would you do it all over again? Like last chance, you? Yeah, I would do it all over again just because it was a great experience and it really I learned a lot about me. Mm-hmm. to be honest and know like where's my hurt coming from where's my anger coming from and I would do it again 
but I wouldn't change anything to be honest. Yeah. I just I love how the season went. Maybe maybe I could have caught a couple more balls. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I can't really complain about the experience because it was yeah. really a good experience for me. Yeah. And it seems like uh, it was a trend that every season the quarterback got hurt, but this season it was like four quarterbacks that got hurt. So uh, I don't know if that's like a last chance you curse or what, but, uh, and then I know you, you subbed in to be quarterback. Uh, like, what was that like to, how long has it been since you played quarterback? Like two years? It's two years. Yeah. It's been two years since I played quarterback. Like, like I thought I was done quarterback in college. <laughs> <laughs> and so really, uh, when Ryan got hurt, that scared me because okay, this is this is my guy. We had chemistry, so yeah. my main guy who got uh, we had chemistry together. He's hurt, so I don't know what to do. So now I have to be on Kenny's head because like I gotta make sure he's ready. He knows what to do. He just be on tack, so we can't we don't lose a step. But then when I found out he got hurt, and then Carson got hurt because he can't even throw the ball, I was like, man, like it was crazy. It was really. We really have four quarterbacks. It was a freshman, but he quit going into the ARC game. Like, he didn't even show up on a bus. So, it was just Kenny all along for ARC game. And then once we found out Kenny got hurt, that's when everybody was like, oh, okay, who's going to be quarterback? What's going to happen? So, when I found out I was going to be quarterback, I got scared because I went back to my high school days like, man. I didn't do as good in high school days, and everybody was talking about me, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. So, at first, like the first day, was just, I was nervous because I didn't know what to do. But then, as days went on, it's just it felt good, and like for us to win games and know I'm doing something good is like okay, this, this is good. Was there any other options at quarterback, or you you were the only one? Um, we brought in a kid, and then we didn't. Yeah. He brought in a kid and that didn't work out. Was um, anyone like, what about, was anyone trying to like recruit anyone just like on campus? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Who else was the, um, I think it was Alec Gonzalez. He was in the quarterback role. And I think maybe like one day it was RJ and then Coach yeah. Beam didn't like it. So, but then RJ became like the emergency quarterback just because like I heard. Oh, or, yeah. that's, I mean, that's crazy. No, it was it was all over the place, man. We we did not expect that to happen. Yeah. Now going back uh, into your high school days, did you have any offers coming out of high school? No, I uh, the only thing I got was like interest. That was mm-hmm. it uh, from Sac State coach Lawson. And uh, what happened was, what happened was he gave me an official official invite to a game. Me and my father, we got to a fight with, like the day or two days before, and he was like, "Yeah, you're not going to that invite." So it's like, okay, we got into a fight. I guess that's that's what happened. So I emailed him. Was like, "Yeah, some stuff happened with my father. Uh, maybe we can reschedule again." So he's like, "Okay." So we rescheduled another game, and then so I had pictures. I had football pictures that day, and I went to go take them. And then when I went back, my father was like, yeah, we're not going. You should have never went to the uh, – you should never went to the pictures because once we go, it's going to be too late to even talk to the coaches and stuff like that. So after that, he just went ghost on me. I had no interest other than that. Gotcha. And then I know you didn't have that – or you didn't have any offers either out of Laney? 
No, uh, Laney, not uh, even not even the D two schools. No, uh, yeah, no, they they talked to me and just never fell through. So that's that's crazy. Um, and then what's what's your relationship with Coach Beam like uh, now and before? So let's talk about before. So before uh, the cameras, like when I first came in as a freshman, Beam didn't even know who I was. It was Coach Rob who recruited me. So Beam just saw me. I think he just like like. I just think he thought in his head I was just like another kid is coming through. So once he once we got that relationship, like we became close and stuff like that. And then after, is just we're still close. Like he helped me out a lot. Like uh, the island is a whole bunch of families that want to help me just because of Beam, because that's how connect he is on the island. So I have a whole bunch of my family members like adopted. So there's been a pretty good amount of people just trying to help me out with Coach Beam. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and then throughout the whole uh, season, you were doing a lot. You were working. You were living out of a car. Um, what, what, um, what, like, kept you motivated? There's me just trying to get that D1 scholarship. Just me knowing that if I get that scholarship, everything's going to be good. Like, mm -hmm. I never I never had a plan to because I never had a motivational goal or motivational talk. I just went up and attacked the day. That was it. I in my head, it was like, if I keep thinking about it, I'm just going to keep thinking about negative and I'm just keep failing at it. So let me just go up, get up, and wake up and just keep going, just keep driving. I got some fan questions. Are you ready for them? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone asked, they want to know if you explored Hawaii. I have. With my coach, Mary, I explored the whole um, island. So I'm in Oahu, so... When I first came to Hawaii, I was thinking, like, all the islands were connected and, like, you can just, like, drive to another island, but obviously I was wrong. So, uh, no, so I traveled to Oahu, and, like, it's a beautiful place. So, I think I'm going to get into it more. Just mm -hmm. I'm going to go with, like, the Central Valley of it. I've been, like, all on the outskirts of everything. Have you, have you been – I know it's, like, COVID, but have you been able to, like, tour the campus? Uh yeah, before COVID yeah. hit, I was okay. in campus, so I know I'm I'm familiar with the campus right now. All right, another fan question: um, Your mindset going in uh, to Laney is it the same as walking on to Hawaii? Oh, um, uh, I think my mindset going to Hawaii is way more aggressive than what it was at Laney because at Laney I was just trying to prove myself. Just for me, it was just okay. I'm just trying to be a freshman, play, and get some playing time. Because I know it's a sophomore every team. So if I get some playing time, I'll be happy. For right, right now, me being a walk-on is like every day is a new opportunity. Like all this can go away because I'm a walk-on. So I'm going to need that straight dog mentality with me every day when I step on the field or in the weight room. Because I know there's kids who got money for this and they're getting paid to do this. So I need to beat that kid out so I can get his spot. Uh, what would you tell your younger self? Man, what would I tell my younger self? Just, man, just keep grinding. Just know tough. It, there's no life is going to get hard for you. Just, man, just keep grinding. Don't worry about anybody else. Just keep just worry about you. And really don't let yourself, don't close doors for yourself because you're too shy to tell how you feel. You're too nervous to tell how you feel. Just really be open, but just be smart about it too. All right. So another fan question. I don't know. I don't know if this one's real or not. 
They said, can you please elaborate on your love for Rugrats and Wade Boggs? <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's it called? For the show, uh, like, they had me wearing a whole bunch of Rugrats gear, and I, I love Rugrats. This, I'm not going to call myself a 90s baby, but I was I was 2000 baby, so I, I think I have best of both worlds. So, it is what it is. But, no, I love Rugrats. I was watching as a kid, and just now that I can really rock it and, like, Nobody else had that shirt, so I felt I felt pretty amazed. I had like three shirts of those, and I got now just got me a jean jacket with the Rugrats shirt on it. So I'm gonna keep rocking my Rugrats and the Wade Boggs jersey. That's just I didn't know it was like I didn't know it was a symbol to be honest. I didn't know like he was a I know he was a baseball player, but I didn't know he was like that big. So it's just it's just a shirt that I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty funny because. Um... I was actually a substitute teacher. I'm pretty sure the kids didn't know what the Rugrats were. So that's, that's refreshing because I'm, I'm 28. So I definitely know what the Rugrats are, but uh, I know it's getting past that age, which is weird to me. Yeah. Uh, what, what Wade Boggs jersey do you have? The Tampa uh, Bay Devil Rays. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, one, yeah, that one's fresh. And then last fan question. So they asked you, would you ever consider motivational speaking? No, I can't. <laughs> Like, I I can't really talk. I'm just really uh, – I'm a leader by this that by action, to be honest. So, me talking, I know I can't talk it because I know I'm going to stutter. I know I might forget some stuff back in what I wrote down. So, I know if I do become a motivated speaker, that would take a lot for me because I'm still nervous to talk to big crowds like that. So, yeah. maybe we'll know we'll see what the future holds. No, I definitely feel you on that. I remember, I remember in college taking um, – what the heck was it? Um, some speech class, and you had to go up and like at first I was like, nah, it's not, gonna, it's easy. And then you go up there, and then you're like, uh, it's kind of yeah. weird. Even though it wasn't even that many people, it was like 30, 40 people. Right. All right, you ready for the? There's more fun questions there, but they're gonna go from average to savage. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, who is one NFL player that you would want to do a jersey exchange with? One NFL player. Uh... Simba Webster. What, te- what team is he on? He's on the uh, LA Rams. Hey, it's actually two. It's Keyshawn Johnson and Simba Webster. Keyshawn Johnson is uh, – he plays for the Cardinals. And then Simba Webster, he plays for the LA Rams. He's a wide receiver too. The reason why I want to do Simba Webster because he's my hometown hero. Like, he played at Deer Valley. He played at my high school. And, like, seeing him, how he came up, it's just truly been an amazing story. So – if one day I can switch jerseys with him, oh, that that would be great. And Keyshawn Johnson, uh, he went to Fresno State, but he um, he knows some players from um from Laney, and then we we got tapped in with each other. So if I could get a jersey swap with him, just knowing not like how how good we're talking now and how like, close we're getting with each other, it's like I'll for surely swap, swap jerseys with both of them, and that yeah. that would be great for me. Yeah, it's dope. Uh, you're making me feel old with the Keyshawn Johnson because I was thinking about the wide receiver. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I got. I can't. I can't be interviewing younger people no more like this. <laughs> uh, I don't know about Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I thought you said it because he was wide receiver. So I was like, all right, Keyshawn Johnson. All right. But anyways, <laughs> um, what about since you? Uh, accumulated so many new followers and all that. Like, who's the craziest, or like, who's like some crazy famous people that reach out to you or tweeted you or whatnot? Uh, Tariq Cohen. 
he uh-huh. hit me and RJ up. I was me and RJ, we we text each other and call each other. We was like crying and stuff like that. Cause like Tariq calling hit us up. Cause I don't know, we're just small, we're just kids from Oakland, like yeah. kids from the big area, to be honest. So we're having like an NFL player hit us up. We're just like, oh, we're we're geeked out. Uh Tariq Cohen, um Peanut tell me hit me up. Charles Peanut tell me hit me up. I was Man, that dude created an impact in the league. So for him to hit me up and just talk to me, it was just like just picking his brain out. That was just crazy for me. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. So I know you said you're a last chance you fan. Who's your favorite player from the previous seasons? Who's my favorite players? Uh between what DJ Law, Isaiah Wright, Carlos Thompson, and uh Calvin Jackson, I think one of the, out of them four people just I, I watched in the most. Oh yeah, they they go crazy. Actually, I had I had DJ Law, and I think it's a pretty rare interview because it blew up. And I, I don't know if he hasn't done an interview since it was like two years ago. Oh okay, yeah, it's crazy. And last one, uh, what's something people don't know about you, or what's a question that you wanted somebody to ask you that they haven't asked you yet? You don't know about me. Uh, I think people don't know about like my background. To be honest, like I think yeah, I think my background is pretty crazy too. So basically, my background starts in San Diego. I was born in San Diego, military family. My mom, father, they was uh, in the they was in the Navy, and then I moved around a lot with my mom because some stuff happened. Mm-hmm. With her and my father, so I think I think we left. We went to Louisiana, Houston, and then I went back to uh, San Diego. My father, right before Hurricane Katrina, and I think I was in San Diego for like a couple more years after that. Then I moved to the Bay Area, and I've been moving around from like Oakland, Antioch. So I think. People ask me where I'm from, I would tell them I'm from everywhere because I don't have a set place on where I was at. But majority just, I grew up in the Bay. Majority of my life, I grew up in the Bay. So, and really, I'm not, I'm not going to claim like, oh, I got it out the mud or anything like that. Like, I guess you call me a suburban kid, but I, I really don't see as like where you from, how, how hard you is. It's just your story makes you who you is, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where to follow you? Yes, uh, DeJarno, uh, follow me on Twitter at DeJarno Four Cheese D One Jarno underscore Four Cheese, and then uh, same thing for Twitter. I mean, no, I said Twitter. Same thing for Instagram. Same thing, D One Jarno underscore Four Cheese. All right, again, appreciate it, and uh, good luck. Hopefully, there's a season in the spring. And I'll be watching you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.